Hello there. This is Sherry Hayes with MomDelights.com. I'm the mom of 15, been homeschooling for almost 32 years now, and my call in life, one of my major calls, is just to be a wife and a mom to my kids and make a peaceful, hopefully a home where God can enjoy to be, and people can enjoy to be because He is there. So I'd like to talk to you today about uh, prophetic homemaking. Now, I know that's like an oxymoron almost. It's like, okay, prophecy and prophetic, that's over here in this spiritual Bible stuff. And then homemaking, well, you know, that's pretty much in the natural, that's in this natural world. So how to, how do those two come together? I've got to tell you that in order to be an excellent homemaker, you have to walk in God's Holy Spirit. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up the truck a little bit. So we live in unprecedented unprecedented times. Is that right? <laughs> Evil is scrambling for world dominance. Have you seen it? I know we don't like to think about it, but you know it's touching everyone and it's right in front of our faces. Okay. And what we need to be doing is scrambling for hope, okay? Because hope right now is in short supply. But I can tell you this, God's glory. Now, when, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises his standard. God raises his standard. You know, a standard in a battle, I don't know if you know this, but in the fray of battles, especially during the times when there was a lot of hand-to-hand combat, um, someone was charged, a soldier was charged with uh, holding the standard. The standard was the rallying point. It was the flag of your side. And if you could see that that flag was still up in the air, that was still flying, that gave you hope to continue the fight because that told you that your side had not completely gone down and there was still hope for victory. And I've got to tell you that God is raising a standard right now. He's raising a standard to tell us to have hope hope and keep fighting. Now, some of us are fighting evil in many a myriad of different ways. We know that right now the battle is at the local level, that we've got to take back our country by taking back freedoms where we live, in the environment we live, uh, upon those whom we have some amount of uh, influence, our, our circle of influence. And so, where is my circle of influence? My circle of influence is primarily with my family, and then it ripples out from there. So when I'm talking to you about homemaking, that is the realm of influence that every woman who's married and has kids, or even if you're not married, let's say you're divorced or your husband's left you, or you know you have different situations, as a woman, our homes are our first line of our first our first ripple shall we say in our influence circles okay so um i'm going to talk to you about what it means to bring the lord's prayer into actuality in our lives now remember what jesus said uh, thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so what is heaven like are they worried in heaven? Are are they like 
you know, upset about things? Are they, you know, wringing their hands and biting their nails and wondering what's going to happen next? Are they, you know, storing up a whole bunch of stuff because they're afraid they won't have enough? Are they isolating themselves because they're afraid of what others might do? No, 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 no. I think that when we think of heaven, we think of bliss. We think of kindness just flowing and God's love is like liquid love surrounding them. Uh, there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of rejoicing. There's a lot of hope. Well, they don't have to have hope because they know it's okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to have hope when you don't, when you're in the middle of a dark place and you have to have a vision to see what the future holds in a positive light. You know, that's that's having hope, right? So they don't need hope because they already know. It's, it, it's a done deal up there, isn't it? So how can we bring God's kingdom in his heavenly realm to our homes and have it manifest here? Um, what would that look like? Now, I can tell you what it wouldn't look like, okay? It would not resemble... A modern sitcom, you know, a situational comedy. Um, those started, you know, way back. And by and large, they did not portray family in a positive light. Now, there was a time in the 50s and 60s where a lot of the family life was portrayed positively. But there was a point at which there was a, um, a purposeful onslaught of home life. Now, listen to what a, a modern sitcom would include. Backbiting strife, envying, lying, deceit, puffed up arrogance. Uh, They're devouring one another. They're out of order. In other words, you know, there's not a clear uh, honor of uh, God's authority in the home. Um, It's not followed. And so you see all these things and we are, I believe that that was purposeful that they portray families as being evil to each other because I know it's funny for a laugh. But a lot of off-color things are funny. <laughs> um, so we don't want to have that in our homes. And a lot of us, can't. we can't see beyond that. We don't think it's possible. But I have seen that it is possible. And that's that standard that God raises up. And I've got to tell you, guys, that I don't believe that we are going to have any better nation than we have homes. And I think the first line of defense, the first changes that need to be made is for the women of the homes to bring God's kingdom. And how can we do that? How can we do that? Well, I got to tell you, it's not going to be behavior modification. All right. Because, you know, that's what a lot of people believe that Christianity is. Well, that's nice. You have those moral beliefs and that makes you a better person. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, but that, that disgusts me. I don't like that kind of religion. I don't like a religion that, um, you know, is just a whole bunch of words and there's no power in it because you know what? That doesn't set people free. It just becomes another bondage. And any of you that have been caught up in religion and had to deal with the, um, the consequences of that in your life, the negative consequences, you know what I'm talking about. Because behavior modification doesn't change who you are on a soul, on a soul level, on a spiritual level. And I got to tell you, the best, most lasting changes are those that are done in the heart first, and then they emanate out through the person. I don't know if if this has happened to you, but I got to tell you, when I met Jesus, when someone told me that he could forgive me, from all my sin, I got to tell you, there was something that happened when I decided to believe that and accept that. 
something amazing happened in my heart and then it emanated throughout my person and all of a sudden I didn't have the anger issues and the darkness that I'd been dealing with taking that that horrible mantle of darkness and sin off of my heart off of my mind it released me and then God did a rejuvenating work he did a recreation in my person and I became a new creation that's 2nd Corinthians 5:17 uh, okay look it up read it concentrate on it meditate on it when you accept Jesus into your heart something new happens in you and you know what that is the point from which we are able to bring God's kingdom on the earth in our homes and you know those are all filled all the promises of God will help us fulfill that you know the only thing that really keeps us from being able to, to live that kind of a life is that our minds are still corrupted and we need to renew our minds our spirit inside us is brand new our spirit is made in the image of Christ but our minds are still filled with stinking thinking we think negative thoughts we think hopeless thoughts we think um, we are sin conscious of others you know we're critical of others we're critical of ourselves first and that criticism then makes us critical of others and that's where the backbiting and the all the horrible things that cause division and darkness in our homes that's where it comes from not from our renewed spirit but from our minds and we've got for one thing we've got to get away from this programming that they have put put on all of the airwaves you know with the media I say airwaves you know I'm I'm old <laughs> but now it's the internet isn't it and they've put it in all our media and they've tried to increase uh, the strife in our hearts towards towards people of different ethnicities and colors uh, towards the people in our families you know children are are are, to, are are told that their parents are backwards and they don't know what they're talking about and parents are like kids or brats you know and you know there's just strife back and forth and up and down and God wants us to live a different way and if you're born again if you have Jesus in your heart you need to reprogram your brain so that it agrees with your spirit and that's why I say we need to be prophetic homemakers now people misunderstand prophetic okay and and when I say prophetic I'm talking about all the fruits of the Spirit all of the gifts of the Spirit operating in us for one thing we need to be able to have extra um, extraterrestrial extra <laughs> um, you have to have supernatural perception because we need to be able to perceive what's really going on in the hearts and minds of our family members in order to be effective to bring God's peace in our homes we have to understand when there is a there is an evil a, a demonic force coming against our homes we need need to be able to be discerning of spirits we, we need to be able to know all this stuff we need to be able to be walking in it we need to be people of prayer how, do, how does this come well you can ask somebody to pray for you that you can receive it somebody that you know operates in it you can spend time praying yourself just praying and reading the word and asking God to fill you with his spiritual gifts 
I've got to tell you, you know, I am a tongue talker, okay? You probably suspected it anyway. Now, I have great respect for anyone who doesn't speak in tongues, and I'm okay with that. And if you have a problem with that, then that's between you and the Lord. But I'm going to give my testimony, and that is that, boy, do I ever rely on praying in the Spirit when I'm in some situation. Um, Well, actually, I try to pray periodically throughout the day, and it just strengthens me. You know, it says in Jude um, uh, that we strengthen ourselves by praying in the Holy Ghost. And Paul says, praying in the Spirit. And I got to tell you, I pray in the Spirit a lot. And when I don't pray in the Spirit, I don't have the revelation knowledge I need to have in order to do my job for God effectively. You know, we have a job for God that we're doing here at home. Do you understand that? Because the the things that happen in our homes, the attitudes that our children see, um, the kind of loving af- affirmation that our husbands receive will ripple out to the community. It will ripple out to every, to the end of the earth. You know, that's the butterfly effect. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But, okay, so I was talking about perception, and I was talking about discerning of spirits. Now, you also have to have words of knowledge. Words of knowledge are like things that God tells you about the underlying issues that aren't being spoken out loud or that people think they're hiding, but God can bring those to the surface and help you to know them. Now, what do we do with this information? Do we embarrass people? Do we put them down? No, no, no. That's the opposite of what God will do. What would happen is we would take these things. Now, We would have the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us. And when things need to be exposed, then God will show us how. And we will do it with the gentleness of Christ, hopefully. (laughs) And when things need to stay hidden, but they just need a lot of prayer. Maybe someone's really struggling in an area. And if you blurted something out and made them and, you know, exposed it, that's not God's timing. But God wants you to do is to affirm and uphold that person so that God is going to use his goodness to lead that person to repentance. You know that scripture? It says that the kindness of God leads a man to repentance. Well, sometimes God wants us to be his hand of kindness to someone so he can lead them to repentance. And, you know, we can't know that in our own brains. Sometimes you have to confront evil. Sometimes you just have to say, no, no, no. And you have to say it loud and you have to say it strong and you can't back down. And there is a time for that. You know, Ecclesiastes says there is a time for everything under the sun. But I've got to tell you, in a, on home life, Lots of times it's the opposite. It's the gentleness of Christ. It's the it's the praying with power. See, we, we have to have power. And power is part of the prophetic. And sometimes, I tell you, almost every day, um, God is going to need, I mean, you are going to need God to give you a glance into the future so that you know how to prepare today to be ready for that future that's going to come. Now, it doesn't have to always mean that we are hoarding food. Now, and that's nothing wrong. I mean, these times, it's a good idea to be at least one month, probably two months ahead on your food storage and your water. Just saying. And to have a plan in place in case utilities go down. But I got to tell you, none of us, if there was a Holocaust and they decided to starve everyone out, there's not one of us that could store enough food to last. And then they might come and take it anyway. I mean, we know of situations in the world where hol- where a Holocaust was, a genocide was attempted. And, um, you know, they, they can try to starve you out. 
and you can't do anything. There's no way you can store enough food for that, okay? But we can build a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to where God will say, go to this place, go do that, get this ready. You see what I'm saying? And it'll be different every time. And we can't plan ahead for all those different things. I mean, there's, I mean, I, I, there was this, there was this series of books. What is it? I think there was even a, what a series on TV that talked about what the worst case scenario, right? So basically what you're trying to do is you try in your life to plan for the worst case scenario. You're always planning, planning, planning for the worst that could happen. And what ends up happening actually is that you are like scared of your shadow. (laughs) There's no way we as human beings can plan for the worst case scenario in every place. Now we could be, you know, that's why the Holy Spirit needs to lead you. God, you know, I can make all these plans. What are the plans that my family has to make for this time? And let him lead you and guide you. And it'll be different from you, for you, from anyone else. And lots of times God will use circumstances and people and, and, um, situations to move you into the place where he wants you. Uh, he used a very dire situation to move our family out of our home state to a different state. And, oh, I mean, it was long, it was before, like a year before all this came down, we were moved, we were in place, all this stuff started happening that we've experienced in this last year. And we were in a safe place. Now, only God knew that we would have to do that. And he prepared us and he made it possible, but we didn't know, Right. But that's why we have to walk in the prophetic. We have to be listening to God's voice. God, and we have to practice that in our day-to-day lives, in the little things now. And the way you increase in this is as God tells you, be listening, okay? You put your antenna up and say, Lord, I'm listening to you. What do you want me to do in this situation? And then I pray in the spirit. If you're if you're not in that position, you just ask God and then wait quietly and allow God to talk to you. And and at first you won't know what that sounds like. But if you practice, you'll be able to hear him. Expect it. Expect things from God. He loves faith. If you have faith and you expect to hear from God, you think he's not going to talk to you. Now, of course, it might not be an audible voice. But he will give you impressions and words will come to your mind and you'll have pictures and you'll understand and you'll say, okay, Lord, I get it. I'll be obedient. But you have to be obedient in order to grow in it because you have to learn sensitivity. He will only give you as much as you're willing to accept from him. He won't like, you know, you're going along and you kind of ignore him, you ignore him, you ignore him, you ignore him. And then you have a big problem and you're all freaked out and you go, okay, God, I need to hear your voice. You know, that's, it's so hard to hear his voice when we're freaked out. So we have to learn to trust him in each situation. We build up our sensitivity so that if something big comes towards us, we have seen this before. We know that God can talk to us through it. So we're going to stay calm and rest and trust him and believe that he's going to lead us with his voice. Okay. Has that happened to me? Oh yes. Multiple times. Um, you know, my, my husband happens to my husband all the time. He'll go, um, well, I'll just share, this is a silly illustration, but I think you'll get it. So, um, we lived in the, uh, we had, 12 children. We lived in 1500 square foot house. 
Okay. And um, my husband, and we thought, well, there's no way we could ever afford to own our own house, own a bigger house. We were, we, it was our first house we owned and we were, we didn't believe we'd be able to afford a bigger house. Okay. And so my husband, everywhere he went, he would be buying lamps. And I would say, honey, we can't fit any more lamps into that little tiny house. But he would see a deal on lamps and he'd buy lamps. And I'd say, why are you buying lamps? We don't have any room. And God, the Holy Spirit, would tell me, there's a purpose he's buying those lamps for. And I didn't know what the purpose was. And so, you know, I shut my mouth. <laughs> and um, a few months later, God took us on this wild ride of circumstances and we started having our own house built. It was a 3,500 square foot house with four bedrooms, uh, I mean six bedrooms, four bathrooms, like four different living areas. And um, the Lord was having my husband buy the lamps because this house didn't have light fixtures in the ceilings of the rooms. You had to have lamps. Now that really did happen. <laughs> um, See, sometimes God moves you to do things and you just obey. And then he shows you later why. And it just fits in perfectly. And you're like, Lord, you knew. And I needed you to lead me so that I'd be prepared for this time right now. And, you know, sometimes God will say, um, well, I want you to buy this and go do that and go talk to this person. And you won't know why. And then it'll become so clear to you, you know. Um, God has that in mind for you too. Just thank him, be in his word, be praying and expecting faith pleases God. Be expecting him to talk to you and lead you and he will. And you know what? If you can concentrate on his kingdom coming to your home and if you can concentrate on spiritual things, Jesus said, if you seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, all these things shall follow after. Then you won't have to worry about, you know, you watch on YouTube and or whatever, and everybody's got like, you know, their pantries stocked full and they've got their emergency kits and everything. And God might lead you to do that. But I'm just saying, don't be in or opposite. Maybe you're seeing that people all over the place are suffering horribly in different situations or their freedoms are being taken away or whatever. And you know what? If you can stay in the kingdom of God, this is all going to start making sense. And you're, if through your trust, you're going to settle down so you can hear his voice. And you're going to be able to walk through this with victory. i got to tell you, the prophecies that I've been hearing is that God's glory is about to fall big time. I mean, there are things happening all over that you're not hearing the mainstream news. God is moving and I want to be in on it. I don't know about you, but I want to be in on that glory. I want to be in on seeing God change us into, into this wonderful, wonderful body of Christ that he can come back for. What do you think? Well, you have a wonderful day. I hope this blessed you. I hope this give, gives you something to grasp for in this time. And you know, having order and making a beautiful home is not against the rules, okay? You can still enjoy making a good meal and putting some flowers on the table and making people happy, and playing family games, you know, do all that kind of stuff and build up God's kingdom on earth in your family and your home. Well, you have a blessed day and make sure um, you can subscribe to this and you'll hopefully get the notifications. I hope that works. And go to my blog and enjoy. I also have a whole bunch of YouTube videos up that
teach all kinds of stuff. So, you know, go and enjoy all that stuff. I'm mom delights everywhere. So <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you.